Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. I don't like to say another episode. It's like, oh, geez, another episode of this weekly comic book review show where we take the books from the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Uh, instead, we should be like, hey, welcome to a new episode of yeah, the show. That's great. Right? And that's how I should have started it. But you didn't. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode. <laughs> Wait, yeah, no. Oh. This is how the sausage gets made. Hey, everybody, welcome to a new episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. We're going to be talking about some new comic books that came out of the past week, and then we're going to recommend comics that come out this week that we think you should check out. But before we do that, we got to go through a little bit of house cleaning. So strap in, because it's going to knock your socks off. Uh, first of all, uh, this show is sponsored by you guys. You're watching this show live every Monday around 5.30 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you are amenable, check out the show live on YouTube.com at Comic Pop Returns and check out how the magic gets made. Listen, if you are planning on sponsoring today's show, today's show specifically, I just want to issue a little bit of a disclaimer. Uh we're going to be answering any questions or comments that come up through our Super Chats, of course, but I should warn you that uh, if you read any kind of rumor or leak on Friday, you might want to save your money and not ask about that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, great. that means that the news cycle has done its job. Hooray, moving so, on. So let's just move on. Uh, I should also mention that we got this package here that we should crack open. Of course, this is also not just comic book reviews, but it's news reviews and recommendations. So we're going to be talking about a little bit of news. But before we do that, I wanted to mention that our good friends over at Huff, that's H-U-F, sent us this package, which uh, I honestly have no idea uh, what we're getting here. I know, I think I could probably tell you what's in it. But I can't tell you what's on the item. I know Tiffany has no idea. I have no idea. He just told me we were opening this box, and at first I thought he was kidding, and then he was like, no, we're really opening this yeah. box here. And I was like, oh, okay. And I should tell you, this is not a sponsorship. This is not a recommendation. This is not even an endorsement. Uh, this company reached out to me, and they said, we'd like to send you this after your many years of service talking about comics. And I was like, right. okay. It was not Marvel. It was not DC. It was HUD, or Huff, I should say, H-U-F. I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> no. There it is. An official what? superhero skateboard. What? X-Men themed. Is it a mystery box? It is kind of a mystery box. You don't know what's going to be inside. What the heck? <laughs> Are you freaking for real? Mm -hmm. Is this going to get the style new ones now? Yeah, we may have to get them. Well, they're they're sold out, so you can't get them oh, anymore. Okay, but uh, it's WTF? Yeah. Should I open it? Why not? This is the biggest blind bag I've ever opened. Yeah, this is one of those things where I got the uh, they reached out to me. I thought that they were uh, not real, and so you know I didn't really take them seriously. But then I uh, looked into it, and I saw they were a real company, never, legitimate. And... Never cut things towards you, folks. No, okay? never cut towards. All right, I know which one we got now. Oh, cool! Yeah, because you're looking front, right at it. You can you can set you look at the front. It'll tell you which ones it could be. Oh. Well, I assume it could be yeah, any no, of it these. Could be prismatic. Oh, prismatic X Men logo hollow foil or the gold foil which limited we, to 150 which one are you worldwide. For? 
I don't know what that means. Okay. You ready? <laughs> yes. Ooh. It's a gold foil recreation of the Jim Lee X-Men number one. Written by Chris Claremont. Highest selling comic book of all time. Dope. That's really gorgeous, actually. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what the heck? Wow. Damn. Yeah. We had to learn how to hang this. I w- I know a person hung. who could tell us. Uh, I actually uh, the comic storian has has a, d- a bunch of these. Not this one specifically, but like uh, skateboards that he has like lining, or at least he used to line up. This is incredible. I know. I love it. Yeah, we'll mount that. I've never held a skateboard. <laughs> wow. You've never held a skateboard? No, man. I have absolutely held a skateboard. I've even used a skateboard before. Wow. Wow. That's really cool. Now, unfortunately, we are going to have to get our own wheels. Oh, my God. You don't you put wheels on this. You should put it up. Yeah, this is actually this a collectible. Is just, I'm not going to. a beautiful gonna... art piece. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I actually, I love both sides. Yeah. Holy Sweet. Crap. Well, all right. Well, special thank you to our friends over at Huff oh, for sending this over with no ulterior motive outside of just being like, look at this cool thing. I mean, yeah. Look at this cool thing. It's so shiny. The lights are like just destroyed. They have it. no idea. So yeah. Gorgeous. It's pretty neat. But you, this is never to be used. No, that's fine. I have no intention of using no, it. No, this is just a dope ass art piece. Yeah. I'm within the amount of time that I can say that on this channel now. That's right? right, yeah. Well, you only said the A word. Okay, that's true. Just trying to... Wow! Yeah. Oh, look at Gambit. Look at him. Look at him being all gambity. Look at him gambiting out. Seems to be like a pretty okay angle. Yeah. Like kind of. Kind of get the impression of what we're looking at here. And then there's Magneto over there. Look at him. Ooh. This is amazing. Okay. So, yeah, there you have it. Wow. Thanks, Huff. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you can continue with the show. I guess I'll just hold this for now. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> so let's jump into a couple of super chats that are out yes. there. Before we get into the comic books, uh, Patrick Lawson, busy day at work. Catch us later. Hi, Silent Tiff. Hey, Pat. See you next time. Uh, Brian Rollins hunkering down for another Syracuse snowstorm with Comic Pop. Ooh. Ugh. We are very lucky. We're just getting mostly rain. Yes. So to everyone north of us, good luck. Good luck. Uh, Kingsport Cal, uh, I want to say something to Ethan and have to tell him uh, and have him tell me that makes no GD sense. Will you ever consider doing the Vibranium Vendetta on back issues? Tiff could do Excalibur versus X-Men. Love the comic posse. Thanks, man. Uh, Yeah, the Vibranium Vendetta is something I've considered doing before, so I could see it happening. Excalibur versus X-Men. That's that's a that's a. It's good. It's merit. I think it's the best way to get Excalibur on its own on the couch. Mm -hmm. That's not a bad. We did Excalibur once, but it was the newer Excalibur. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking like yeah. not classic Excalibur. Yeah. Uh, Abe Sapien, a comic pop, just wanted to compliment Sal on his latest interview with Tom King. That's true. We did an interview with Tom King. It comes out on Tuesday. That's right, tomorrow. Uh, really hyped for Wonder Woman 800 and King's new run. Also, the fact that King is taking inspiration from Perez elevates the hype. I hope it does. I hope so. Uh, check out that show. It comes out tomorrow. It'll be dropping probably around like between 10 and 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Baggins 117, what's popping, comic pop? Not much, man. How about you? Hope your pops are going well. And Patrick Lawson, Tiff, have you played Graveyard Keeper on the play on the PlayStation Plus? I've not. Is it good? 
Steam if he's asking. I know. It. I just like to add. I'm, having, I'm talking to them back. Steampunk <laughs> took a break from reading Marvel Cosmic to binge 2013's Young Avengers. I enjoyed it. Also, nice skateboard. I agree. And yeah, yeah, Young, Agen- Young Avengers is a good series. I think uh, if you haven't already checked it out, you should. Uh, Comic Tropes in the chat says, Sal, get on it and show some moves. Yeah, I think the only moves you'll see is uh, me moving this to a more displayable location. Um, yeah, and we're not going to put wheels on it. No, so I guess it could be a uh, it could be a snowboard. No, it's not. It's never being used. Just a nice <laughs> display. Hang it up. Right. Oh, yeah. This is really cool. Right. So yeah. Uh, I will put this someplace. Would you? Yeah. You can put it over there by Spider Man. So yeah, uh, we're gonna jump into some books that came out this week that we think you should check out, or at least I'm gonna tell you some about about some books that came out this past week. Uh, specifically, all right. So this one pains me. I guess we'll talk about it. Um, it of course, it's not the one you're thinking of. I know people are like, "Oh God, here he goes." Is but it no, Predator? it's Predator. I knew it. I it's knew Predator it number one, Med Brisson and Nethro Diaz. Uh, this, you know, it's a thing. It's a, the second uh, miniseries. Starring the Predator, or at least featuring the Predator. There's like lots of Predators there. Yeah, that's the implication. And um, yeah, it's Ed Brisson's same writer, different artist. Uh, it's, if you've ever saw, seen Predators, mm-hmm. uh, the, it's like, it's that again, but less streamlined and more complicated. Um, so, you know, Predators, they take people, put them on a game preserve planet, hunt them. That's it. Difference is... Same exact thing, but they cryogenically froze people throughout history and then oh. dropped them all on the game preserve. Wait, throughout history? Yeah, so like 1987, 2015, 2047. Yeah, no, not like an 18th century hunter. No, you couldn't hunter. do that. It wouldn't make any sense unless you had like, no, you can't do that. That wouldn't, that doesn't work. I guarantee you they will. How, that, that means they have time travel. No, they've been doing this for years. Oh, the predators are the doing The predators that. have been grabbing oh. people who are cry- they've been cryogenically freezing people I don't know and then why. randomly putting them on this planet. Because you said it was predators, I made it immediately that we were doing it, that we were collecting people and dropping them off. Maybe like, they, I mean, we don't have the ability to time travel. No, here's the thing about the original Predators script from Robert Rodriguez. Uh, that script did have a reveal at the end which was that the Predators and the U.S. government have been working together for years. Yeah, which I guess is not what it is. It is. It might be. It, it, you know, the the new Predator series, the first six issues established that, um, you know, there's like a United Federation of Planets and they're, they're in space and there's like all kinds of crap. So who knows what the government is now? It's just... It's just it's just hard to follow and not terribly exciting. It's 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 a disappointment. The art really doesn't fit the 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 style or the theme or any of this. It's not bad, but it's not great either. And uh, the other problem, of course, is that like this is it's it's actually not even an issue. My my thing is this book uses curse words and very like not terribly concerning uh, violence, but the curse words. There are there is harsher language in this Predator issue than in the last three Black Label books. Oh, <laughs> like all the Black Label books that I've re- read by Tom King have had like bleh, like you know like cursing it like you know they've they bleeped them. Yeah, but you know what they're saying, right? But like why? 
You know, if you're because like, it's an unrated, it's for adults. Because they pulled the teeth out of it. Yeah, because because they're pathetic. Anymore. It's not unrated. Yeah, because it's not unrated. But uh, but Predator, which has no indication as to as the rating system, which has a Marvel logo on it, can say all kinds of words. Yeah. So because it's Predator, they're like, what, who's gonna be reading that? And you know what it is? That's really it's just the Marvel approach of like, who who, who cares? <laughs> just just doesn't surprise me at all obviously i don't recommend this series but i also don't have a problem with it it's not bad it's just not good <laughs> and it's especially not worth like not what you're looking it's for. just not your money it's not worth your money okay uh trash cam a few doubloons for you thank you very thank much you. Trash cam. Uh, mp i've been loving mark silvestri's deadly duo the backer over his joker fight in the latest issue was fire series feels like an arc from a lost legend of the dark knight book that's a very ringing endorsement i will definitely check it out i haven't had a chance to yet but i will read it at some point mm-hmm. uh psycho read a brand new never before seen interview with tom king hell yeah wink that's right uh, AJ Hawk, a failsafe was such a strong start for Zdarsky, but the current stuff is really hitting a wall for me. Does this arc only exist so Bruce can bring back this Alfred and we can forget City of Bane? Mm, I don't think so. Mm. It would be confusing and weird if this Alfred was the one they brought back. Uh, I think Alfred is just, he's, he's a character that is being used in this story for dramatic effect. But we'll talk more about that when we get to the book. Mm. Uh, and Beeper Leaper. I was disappointed with the Predator miniseries before the current one. I was missing an edge for me. A Predator story needs brutality. Completely agree. You know, I've, I've only intermittently read some Predator books. I remember the, one, the first one I ever read was a book called Predator Cold War, yeah, yeah. which was literally during the Cold War. And it was about Dutch's brother being sent to Siberia to track a Predator landing and <laughs> Like the uh, the Russians send a, a science team and uh, the, the Americans send their team. And so you got these Russian scientists and soldiers and American scientists and soldiers uh, both converging and trying to, like, get the information they need from this predator ship. And they're all slaughtered by predators. And it's really cool. Right. Wait, Dutch has a brother. Yeah, who looks exactly <laughs> like Dutch. Yeah, that's right. Is it just that we couldn't use the Dutch character? I guess. I'm sure they didn't want to have to draw Arnold. Okay. So they just draw something that looks kind of like Arnold. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. So, anyway. But yeah, yeah check out uh, Predator Cold War. We have a trade of it. Because, okay. of course, I'm a huge fan. Nice. What about you, Tiffy? What'd you read? Um, Just really quickly, I kind of popped into-ish, which means I didn't quite finish it. Uh-huh. Um, X-23 Deadly Regenesis number one. Yes. Um. Uh, it's written by Erica Schultz with art by... Edgar Salazar. Mm-hmm. Um, this is interesting because I'm I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that this is just a book that takes place at a different point in time. Like okay, it's like during like the Utopia era. Era. Oh, that's weird. I think, or at least the flashbacks are. Mm-hmm. So, hey, listen, if you're looking for an X twenty three book, that's the one. This is the one, I guess. If you're like, I don't want to deal with Krakoa and the fact that there's like Laura and like Talon and like you know what I mean. You're just like you don't want that. Yeah. Like it, it, it's it is there. It is definitely told with a more modern voice. Mm. So even though, like you know, Utopia started in 2009. I don't know when this takes place within the time that Utopia exists and then was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't that long ago. Like, yeah, it was long ago, but it, it wasn't that that long ago. And, no. and already the voice for the book feels different. Okay. So I don't know if it's going to be like a, wow, thank gosh, I get to get back to these storytelling, but it does strip away all the Krakoa stuff. Oh, okay. you know? So if it's like, if you're like, Hey, you really want to get something new a shot, maybe this is for you. Yeah. Um, I am enjoying the Krakoa times. Right, so so. I, I may not be sticking with this just simply because like, I'm trying to focus kind of on Krakoa stuff right, right. now. Yeah. And like, I like Laura, but I'm never like, 
I'm not like she's not my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do like her quite a bit. Um, and I honestly do like the multiple lores right now. Right. I think that's kind of fun. I it's like can't agree, can't argue you, with that. You get an opportunity to like give one Laura some growth without you know ignoring without aging her up needlessly and then yes. ignoring all the stories you could tell. Right. Unless they kill one of them. Right. But I'm just saying. I was make, I was actually making a John Kent. Oh yes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> MP says, I like Sadarsky's run so far. Like, rebuilding the character seems like he's reversing Morrison's dictum. He's given his bats a death first, and now he's giving him a birth. Maybe you can give him a life. Uh-huh. I hope so. That'd be great. Oh, I like God. that. I, I, you know, and I appreciate that Morrison did that whole, like, you know, this is the character's birth, his death, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know what? Grant Morrison isn't the second coming. Mm-hmm. Like, they can do all kinds of good stuff, but, like, you don't have to listen to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, what else did you read, Tiffany? Um, let's talk about something I really, really enjoyed this week. Moon Knight number 21 came out. Hey. And uh, that is written, of course, by Jed McKay, with art by Alessandro Capuccio. Oh, good. Um, I got to tell you, like, you know, like, okay, I had this moment while I was reading this where I was just like, Forgive me. Give me a chance to explain myself after I said this. Sure, right? sure, yeah. This feels like a run. Mm. And I feel like as of late, some books don't feel like a run. No. They just feel like a series of issues <laughs> and then followed by another series of issues. Uh-huh. This feels like McKay's, this is his run. Yes. And like I, I feel like, I think we've talked about this before, but like we're 21 issues in. I mm-hmm. feel like I can very, I feel like I have a, a better idea. Confidently speak confidently about it. Confidently speak about it, but I definitely, he, this is going to, this is going to be a Moon Knight run to, to remember. This is going to be one that people recommend to people. Oh yeah. They're going to be like, okay, you can try the McKay run, jump in on the McKay run. Mm-hmm. But like, this is a run. Yeah. And, and it, it's weird to think that, or to have the feeling that in the, it, that comics have come to a point where it's rare to find one. Yes yeah like going back about like 30 years like you could grab the quasar run or the night thrasher run yeah or you know the wonder woman run yeah and now none of those books have runs they yeah. have they have arcs they have times when the creators run on them but it's not really lengthy or impactful or this it's not as cohesive, and there is there is such a cohesion, stuff. yeah, between and I there was there was a moment in this that really struck me that made me go like, oh my god, yes, mm-hmm. this is this is a run, right? Like it, it's <laughs> like it's, things are paying off, other things, things but it's off. not things in a big showy back. way. Exactly, it's just been this smaller story, and that maybe that's what it is too. It's Moon Knight, it's a street level hero. You know, he's dealing with things that are destructive to his own world and destructive to the worlds of those around him, but it's not world ending yes so it's like it's easier to do that i I don't know but like i gotta tell you like it's just it's a really solid book and i think part of what makes you feel like it is a run too is like occasionally in a run there'll be a couple of issues where you're like this is all right Mm -hmm. but it's like a couple of issues yes and typically they're followed by some strong issues issues. yeah so i feel like the like i don't know if it was the last one or the one before that but i was kind of like this was fine like whatever Mm -hmm. this issue is so damn good (laughs) it was just so well done um this is you know we're we're we're, i can't even tell where we're setting things up like we're like arcs are beginning and ending and stuff like that but i'm just reading it as one huge story at this point so yeah yeah um this issue definitely is like hey like stuff that we were talking about the last issue um that like little backupy thing with blade that kind of all gets paid off in this issue all right 
Um, it's definitely told from the perspective of a like, Reese is like, okay, they're like, all right, what happened? Tell us what happened. Yes. And so like then we do a let's go back. Why it's a really well done. Let's go back. Yeah. All right. It's, that's a I mean, listen, I, I don't I don't mind them. I think I know, that's fun. Yeah. But like it needs to be well done. And and I think that this this one was was nicely done. That's great. Um you know, it's just it's Reese and Soldier and like they're vampires now and they wanna go and they're gonna cut loose and, and she wants to go out clubbing. She used to go out mm-hmm. and dance and like she wants to do that with friends. Yeah. Um so they're gonna try to just have a normal night and they end up not being able to have one, right? Yeah. Naturally. Um part of the reason that I felt like I was like, so attached to the idea of this run is that two characters show up. Mm. Right? It's like I think it's Teddy and Shannon. Okay. And I was like, wait a minute. Do I remember those characters? They're from issue one. Oh, they were the two, like they're two other people who were vampire became vampires who didn't necessarily want to. Okay. I was like, right, because yes, and <laughs> and, and they're just there because it makes sense for them to be there, yeah. not because oh my gosh, mic drop moment, but because yeah, yeah, they, these people have a bond. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, so they go out clubbing. Um, you know, Jake Lockley cabbies them to sure where they were. Like, he he's got the in. He knows all the yeah. bouncers. I was like, this is good bit of world building right mm-hmm. i mean not that if you know jake's character from the past that's not unexpected but if you're just learning about him because i think for a lot of people this could be a good first step in moon knight you start with moon knight jemnike's moon knight number one you get to know who moon knight is you get a lot of the subtleties you get yeah. a lot of of you know you get the personalities you do get a couple of extras that jet has added in um but you know like oh yeah jake knows the bouncers because that's the kind of guy he is right, right? so he gets the kids in he's mm-hmm. not going to go with them but he no. wants them to have a good night out go have fun right um there's some spectacular panel work in this mm. by capuccio he really utilizes his onomatopoeia in this one <laughs> um in particular there's a sequence in like the dance club because obviously this book looks stunning yes especially color wise like I, I think we've talked about that just how dang good the colorist is on this book mm-hmm. uh i don't remember who they are unfortunately mm. uh, it is uh rachel rosenberg oh. just so good but you really gets to play around with the colors yes um but we see as we like are going into the club you know the onomatopoeia of the sound of the bass the music oh, that's cool. right and as she's dancing like the sound the onomatopoeia behind her is almost becomes like the club atmosphere yes it's just i don't know i really loved it that's loved great. the art in this there's a lot of great motion a lot of great shadows you know like capuccio is really first issue i was like he's really good but not consistent now yes. i'm just like just happy to get it dude's got it that's great um this sets up that um in the last issue remember um moon knight's friends were being attacked they were being hunted down there was someone who had um used like a phone call essentially to trigger two other people to do these killings okay. right yeah um in this some folks show up because these four vampires can see in the dark. They see someone take out the DJ and they put a record on <laughs> and it causes everyone in the club to lose their minds and start killing each other. Okay. So we've come to the conclusion someone's using sound, sound. and they immediately think they're like, is it Zodiac? I don't know. Could it be Zodiac? I I, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. what's happening. So that's the mystery we're building okay. here. And this issue is just so tight though. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it serves to progress the plot, but it also serves to let us know some of these like, members of moon knight's team yeah they, they have been part of the book since issue one but just to like get to them outside the midnight mission yeah and it's welcome because it it's not just a hard stop on the story right and moon knight does show up in this yeah because jake um like is talking to himself he's obviously he's talking to mark mm-hmm. and mark's like 
do you have it? And the idea is like, is the Moon Knight suit in the, in the truck? Right. Because like Mark essentially puts the Moon Knight suit on and then like just hangs out on the roof to make sure everybody's cool. Okay. he doesn't want anything to happen to them. Oh, that's nice. And like it's sweet and it's like way too much, but he's totally right to do it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What's the lesson there? Right. Um, <laughs> but listen, if you're like in a weird place with comics right now where you feel like there's a lot of like you know like oh okay so like there's a creative team and then they're gone or like there's a creative team and then once they get done doing one thing they switch up and they do something totally different right, right. afterwards with the book moon knight's not that moon knight oh. is just jed mckay being like here's this my run the, here's the story here's the story i want to tell yeah and it doesn't feel decompressed and it doesn't feel like he's just trying to make things up as he goes like it feels there's a plan here it feels like there's a plan and i and it's very comforting that's great so hopefully marvel doesn't force him to do an event out of it right 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 hopefully it doesn't don't do too well yeah yeah no no, no. <laughs> just just keep it going the way it is um but if you've been on the fence about this and saying to yourself man i gotta get into this mm-hmm. just get into it but go back to start with issue one though because trust me it's, it's a worthwhile journey you're gonna have fun with it that's great uh Jose Rivera says uh, runs are definitely a rarity these days because there's always a fear of dreaded renumbering cancellation or writing for the trade. Those all are inevitabilities and they've been around longer than you probably would care to admit. So (laughs) fact is it sucks, but like, you know, there are some folk who can get away with it or around it. And Mm. those people should be applauded. Cat lawyer will defend for treats thoughts on suicide squad game. So far it feels meh. What do you think, Tiffany? I gotta tell you, like, it's funny because I know my entire, like, uh, you uh, like twitch channel revolves around mostly us playing superhero related video games right and i and there's like i really don't want to support this game no because they were like and i was this is the one i was hyped for yeah i couldn't wait to play this because i'm like i love this studio mm-hmm. or at least i kind of love part of this studio right um until they put that car in the game yeah that wasn't that that was the other one but yeah um, no it was them oh yeah that's true but like i um I don't want to support this necessarily, but I feel like we have to in order to play mm. it because if I, that's just what we do. Yeah. I don't know. I have no, I um, don't love the, I, I do not support the idea of pay to win. No, no. I, I honestly, like I was not on board for this game from the get go. Cause I'm like, not like, you know, as I understand it, they were working on a Superman game for a long time. The rumor, the scuttlebutt is that they were working on a Superman game forever. And then, you know, Warner Brothers is like suicide squad. So like, make mechanics that put Superman in it, but also make it starring the Suicide Squad instead. Mm. And then they changed it up and made it in this thing. Uh, and that could be wrong, but the fact is, I know that Rocksteady has wanted to make a Superman game and they have been, like, blocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, you know, that would have been fun. And I'm not really interested in seeing a AAA selling title in which the Justice League are monsters you have to murder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No thanks. Like, no thanks. I'm not interested in playing, watching, hearing about a video game in which, like, Flash is a sadistic bastard. Like, I can read a comic book like that, which I choose not to do, and there are That's already fair. too many of them, so pass. That's fair. I, you know, it comes down to a lot of the mechanics for me. And, yeah. And I didn't like the Avengers game. No, it was horrible. So... Yeah, and looking at the uh, the Suicide Squad game play footage that we've seen so far, it looks like it's a lot of jumping and shooting purple stuff. <laughs> Girk Pectus, I love John Romita Jr.'s art overall, but I can't stand how he draws legs. It's a nitpick, but they look deformed. Do you have any favorite artist nitpicks? I'm sure I do. You know, Steve Dillon has a lot of the same face. Mark Bagley, you know, uh, people like he, he has he has a short form for getting things done. I, um, I can't handle Kelly Jones's lack of consistency. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't care for my uh, I really don't like um, whatever his name is. Uh, the guy who drew Spider-Man for like an, a frustrating long amount of time. Um, 
people think he's amazing. He drew one of those one bad day books. He's he's Italian. Oh, okay. But uh, he, he everyone's faces are like ugly as sin and all the same. But it's like inorganic stuff, ro- like cars, robots, buildings, like uh, tables, chairs, clothing, everything that contributes to the human condition without the humans themselves mm. looks great. He drew Undiscovered Country. Um, Kevin Coley. Is that be Kevin Coley? Yeah. You got it. He, his people just look ugly as hell and they're okay. consistently ugly. Like They are the same and they are the same ugly. Okay. Like everyone came from the same like origin point of one ugly dude. Right. And Fiona Staples is perfect. And I have no, complaints. yeah, no complaints. So. <laughs> oh, nice little misdirect there. So uh, let's see. Oh, I read Avengers, Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number one, Tom Taylor, Clayton Henry. Um, this was, uh, you know, kind of rolling out of the uh, out of the Lazarus Planet stuff because people's powers has got changed because of Lazarus Planet. Remember that thing? It just ended not too long ago and nobody cared. Uh, well, uh, this was one of those like teases that came before Lazarus Planet that never got paid off or did anything and now is finally doing it. And it really doesn't matter because it's not really what the story is about. Um, I thought it was a great idea to go, all right, you want to go electric blue, give it to the sun. If you really don't know what to do with, or don't care about yeah. John, you want to differentiate. You, and yet you want to like maybe cash in on the nostalgia. Some folks exactly. have for electric blue. Cause it's, I think we're at people love them. No, it's, it's, we're at the place where like the prequels were divinely created. You know, electric blue Superman was awesome and amazing. No, it, Azrael Batman was a better Batman. Here's the things folks. If there's something you didn't like growing up, note it down and then go and find out how much there's an entire community now that thinks it's the greatest thing ever, even though it was definitely not. Yeah. And that you're wrong yeah. about how about your opinion. It's amazing. No, I think you know what? Like, I think what it is, it's like the further you get away from something, the more you miss the time surrounding it versus the thing itself. And yeah. so it represents something. Right. You don't love electric blue Superman. Maybe you love, they do. So you love I don't being know what given I... money by your mom and dad and <laughs> being allowed to go someplace Listen, by yourself. Some folk might. That's. That's I don't know. No, it's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is OK. So, John, um, he, the, the secret's back in the bottle as far as his identity is concerned. But it's topsy turvy because his boyfriend uh, now is known for dating Superboy or Superman, the other one. And so he has to be the one to wear a disguise walking around in public fart. And uh, then, you know, some he he's he, superman springs in action uh he you know the the book flirts with the idea of him having different powers the cover is a lie and um that he doesn't he bumps into valzad who is there so he's uh, not electric blue no he is but like he won't be in this issue or in the next one okay and so uh valzad is here from you know the dark crisis and then just like incarnate and everything else he's been in and he's like hey superman what's going on i need your help and let's go and i waited until superman like the real one was gone because i really needed to like uh i needed your help because ultraman your captor slash the leader of the crime syndicate is uh murdering superman across the multiverse which would destabilize the entire multiverse but whatever and uh so we need you because if we called real Superman, he would be killed by Ultraman because he wouldn't back down. He wouldn't let you get involved, but you get involved. Like, let's go. You and me and uh, Red Tornado from my reality, who is also Lois Lane, and she'll meet you. And it's like you knew if you knew if you read comics and you like know about like Earth 2's Lo- uh, Red Tornado, you know, that's Lois Lane. And it's like otherwise you're just like you're just baffled. And so <laughs> but they but they had the audacity for the last page reveal to have Lois lane prime meet red tornado lois lane and then after like a full-on like three-page conversation in the kitchen have her go like i'm lois lane 
you're like, done, done, done. I knew that like 10 years ago. I mean, you know, but this is the number but one. This is, this is the number one. We so got to introduce you, reintroduce you to all yeah, the stuff. They don't know if you know. Yeah, this is. I mean, look, I was not reading the Superman book before the new Superman. Uh, I wasn't a fan. It didn't just didn't click. And I love Tom Taylor's writing. So, like, you know, it's just some things aren't going to click with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this one continued to not click. The art really also didn't really appeal to me. Okay, just very, you know simple it wasn't it wasn't bad it was consistent did okay. its job but uh yeah so uh, john's gonna leave with val to go into the multiverse to go fight ultraman and also maybe the injustice universe is going to be involved okay. and uh it says road to injustice but there's been no indication about injustice whatsoever mm. i know it will pay off i know it will be a thing because dc told us that it's a big deal and you should pay, you pay attention but uh you know it's fine mm-hmm. it's it's a very serviceable comic book that exists i don't know if it's worth the price of uh the cover price but i promise you you can get it in a week or two and it'll be a lot cheaper so uh mo says hi tiffany and sal hi mo uh, how do you differentiate between bad artwork and an art style that isn't your cup of tea hey i like that because that just happened yeah uh, yeah it wasn't like yeah I, I i don't know tiffany how do you deal with that because like I, there have been books that i've been like this book looks amazing and you're like Meh. and i'm like okay you're insane well, <laughs> well okay so yes there there are often times where i'm just like i don't care for something and that's clearly my subjective opinion but yes. how can i tell when it's objectively bad yes a lot of times i rely on consistency it's, well it's it's anatomy yeah panel layout and um you know like you all right when you look at enough art you'll start to notice that like anatomically sometimes people will stretch proportions right but it all works within the like the style the world they created by their yes style. or like the actual figure itself it all ends up working out right and then you'll see um examples which you can look up uh you know historically speaking i'm not calling anybody out here um of poor anatomy in comic book art just yeah. in particular right where it's just like okay that's not good. That's not, it's not strong. Right. right. So you got that. You can look to see like stiffness of a character, even mm-hmm. in a style that can be a little more rigid, sometimes stiffness of a character. It's, it's does not go well on a panel. Right. Yeah. Just, you can tell um, panel layouts. Another one for mm-hmm. me, like you can tell strong panel layouts versus none. Uh, if you notice within a panel, you can't quite understand what's happening in the art. That to me strikes me as like a, a objective sign. Yeah. Of... That's an objective sign of maybe not so strong artwork. Yeah. Um, Cause the storytelling needs with a comic. It's it's an instance of like the art and the words have to support one another and come together. And sometimes one's going to overshine the other one. But at the end of the day, like it's supposed to be a marriage between the two. And and by the yeah. time, but at the end of that issue, you have a full complete story because of those two. Yes. And if the art makes it confusing, yeah, that's not good. No, yeah. If if the if the art fails to like convey what the point is or what the idea is if you Mm -hmm. can't differentiate like you're looking at a panel you can't tell what's happening and it's not because the scene is supposed to be chaotic then that's a good answer i mean the fact is it's the same way that like writers read a lot because Mm -hmm. after a while they can differentiate between what's good writing what's bad writing looking at art and absorbing it over time Mm -hmm. say 25 30 years you'll start to you, you i don't know about you but like when we walk through like artist alley at comic cons there are some artists you can look around and you can go like, they have a lot of work to do. They have less work to do. Mm-hmm. They are ready for prime time. And it's like, at this point, I remember when we first started going to New York comic con, like the first, that was our first comic con of all time. So it's like, it's you know, that's, that's where I say it. Not like New York comic con in any way is like a litmus test for artist alleys. But like, I remember when I, when we first started going to cons is what I should say. Um, 
it was it was tough to to sift through it all. Yeah. But at every at any con we go to now, immediate like we could be talent scouts at this point and go like, I think this will sell. I think this is good. I think this needs time. I think this needs work. I don't know. And there's why, some folk I, where I, it's like I don't think this is like you don't recognize. And the worst is when they don't recognize that the work needs more time. Yeah. But uh, but it really is about like just just taking in as much di- as much different styles of art yep. and looking at it and like not necessarily judging it by your own standards but just judging it based like from the what you've seen before mm-hmm. and that i think helps a lot yeah but, uh that, and that's about def- differentiation yeah um yeah yeah i think a good art style to like you know or, or maybe a litmus test for it um is if it fits with the tone of the book that tends to help and that's not really their fault no that's like about who but necessarily but even then, like sometimes they just yeah but you need to take that into account too like when you're looking at art that you're like oh i just don't like this and is it is one of the factors that you're like oh this just doesn't fit what this the, story totally work with the story is like yeah. and it could just be that and then you go like oh it's not that this art's bad it just doesn't fit right story i'm reading yeah like i i like mark bagley i don't think mark bagley is great every page panel and time but if you were to put mark bagley on human target you'd think it, his art sucked <laughs> right because it was just not it would not be the same tone it sure. wouldn't work um so that's you know just a just a, an illumination for mm-hmm. folks uh, i also read clear from scott snyder and francis manipole uh, we've talked about this before i've read this i read this like it feels like two years ago i feel like it must have been eight months ago because mm-hmm. of the COVID time uh, is this the one where it's like the future sucks they're so all like that wears like you wear goggles on your head so that or yeah, you keep going i say on your head so that you you can project whatever reality you want to see yes yes it's about so it's everyone like, living in virtual reality right or it's like you know it's a critique on social media yes. where like you're putting out the story that you want to tell the world versus yeah. living in the reality of what actually is i wish that were true okay. uh unfortunately <laughs> it's this is more like more literal like okay everyone lives in a reality where they uh everyone lives in the world and they wear this like uh this hud display and they project different realities over reality um you want to live in a zombie apocalypse you want to live in porn world you can do that um or you can have clear which allows you to see the world as it is, but no one does that. And it costs more to be able to actually do that more and more every year. Um, it costs more to do that. Yes. Because they don't want you to look at the real world, but the real world also is like bland and crappy. Like everything that was old is falling apart. Everything new is built like a current burger. Can't you King just or, not wear it? Yeah, you can, but like it's, it's in your eyes. Like it's not oh, like, a thing. like okay, it's more okay. like a, like a bio thing, but um, you know, like, you know how like modern McDonald's, are like just sweeping and every every Starbucks is just like a black or brown like box. Everything new is being built so that you can project something on top of it, like a like a you know a feudal castle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, our our, our hard boiled detective character, uh, his wife is murdered. His wife dies, and then he gets a mysterious package that indicates that his wife was maybe not uh, was maybe it was foul play. So do you see her as she normally is or do you project what they look like you, you can project over people too but like you see them but like wearing outfits or whatever Oh, okay but you see you can't like change what their face looks like no you, like, you yeah you know who people are but like you can make them but you can make them a cartoon if you want to and stuff like that like it's a whole yeah there's no consistency okay. it's just um it's just you know just just stick with the idea okay sorry don't, and, don't uh, dig too deep no um france manipole's 
best work so far is in this book. It's wow. a great looking series. Okay. It's awesome. I've read every issue and it's fantastic. But the first issue dropped in physical and uh, from Dark Horse. Cool. You haven't read it. It's neat. It's it's fun. You can probably see the ending from a mile away, but whatever. Okay. That's every, uh, you know, every hard boiled grizzled detective story I've read in sure. forever. Uh, I'm trying to remember there was a it wasn't human target. There was another. Well, and it wasn't Gotham City year one. There was another hard boiled grizzled detective story that I read recently where I was like, uh huh. And then at the end, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what, okay. Right. Then it's like, yeah, that's what it's about. Like, it's, it's about the atmosphere, it's about being in the world. Mm. So, yeah. No, but don't think about it too much. Okay. That's fair. That's certainly what they're banking on. I read Nightcrawlers number two. Of course you did. Week. I hope so. Uh, uh, Yay. This is uh, written by Sia Spurrier with art by Andrea DeVito. Ooh. So I, I didn't look ahead. I don't know if the other ones will be drawn by Andrea DeVito. And like that's what they're going to do because this is the 100 years mm-hmm. mark. Oh. The last we're in a different were, period. Like, yeah, each issue takes place in the different setup. Okay. So it was like the first three were 10 years out mm-hmm. from when Sinister takes over. Yeah. Like sets things into motion, right? This is 100 years. Oh. So it's like a lot has changed. It's a fast-moving style of series. The next mm-hmm. one's going to be a 1,000 years. Okay. Um, this, this is part five, so we're five issues in okay. to Sins of Sinister because the first one was Sins of Sinister. Yes. And then we had um, the other three, yeah. which I don't remember how they went, so I don't want to speak out of turn and give somebody the wrong reading yeah. order. By the way, uh, somebody mentioned in the last episode, and I wanted to address it only because they're wrong, and it was like, don't, <laughs> don't put that out there. Somebody okay. was like, um, Sal, they put the number of the story in the top of the book. And I'm like, no, that's the issue number. Yeah, Since yeah, yeah. Number two, so maybe what they misunderstood. But it is part five. Yeah, so maybe they misunderstood. So, like, theoretically, you could just read Nightcrawlers. I don't know. You I could will, theoretically will, read all of Nightcrawlers. I will not know until the third issue if that... Is, Probably not. I bet you can, and I, and I bet the last issue of Sins of Sinister is what's going to wrap it okay. all up. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Will it be Sins of Sinister Omega? Wait, is how many issues is this? 10 issues or is it 11? Uh, let's, you know what? We can just pull up the, um, we can look at the reading order. It says oh, it right yeah. there in your book. Oh, yeah. That's right. All I have to do is look. Let's go I have it literally page. open. What's wrong with me? Yeah, there's Dominion. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I literally am looking at that page asking these questions. Yeah. Use my brain and my eyes, and then, well, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think that these will tell their stories and then everything will be wrapped up. So I guess in theory you could just read Nightcrawlers. Yeah. But this is not. part five of the Sins of Sinister storyline that is sweeping through these three mm-hmm. new titles. Which honestly, I kind of love that they just changed the titles to something else. Me too. So like you know, like if it's you're different. like Nightcrawlers did not exist. Yeah. Until like one month ago. Uh-huh. So <laughs> you get it. This book's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. This was so good. This was like painfully so good. I'm just like, you know how I was saying, like, I don't like you can't just bank on a writer to write something amazing every time. I'm like, I this this I spray her sometimes. Kieran Gillen, Al Ewing, they make me question that motto. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm I'm clearly gonna be reading the flash. Yeah. A thing yeah, I've yeah. never really jumped in on at all. Nope. I'm clearly going to be reading you're gonna at least read some of the flash I, yeah like i'm gonna have to try at least one to two issues of the flash because i Spurrier is taking over flash right so like yeah anyway crazy um this just goes like hey it catches us up like 10 years ago we were here how did we get to 100 years what has happened yeah. well um the um 
Krakoan, like choir cancel in sin. That's what they call them. It's magic in sin. Xavier in sin. Oh, okay. you get hope in sin. You get the idea, right? It yeah. kind of helps to indicate who these who characters are. are. Yeah. So you're not just thinking, oh, it's just Xavier. It's just hope. No, it's no, it's, it's this... sinisterized version. Yes, exactly. Um, they were they started getting worried about like the threat from the stars, right? Yes. So they took their fight out there, mm-hmm. and then it went from being a defensive thing to just I kind of like just doing this, right? I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. And they did. Magic went back to Asgard. She took that down. Okay. Meanwhile, Mother Righteous, as we found out, had been related to the Sinisters, is now, instead of the diamond, she's of the heart. Oh. And she's trying to, she's working her own thing. She's trying to take down the diamond. She's trying to take down Sinister. And she's like, we gotta, we got to get a whole bunch of magical relics, and we're going to build our own reliquary thing, right? Okay. And okay. we're going to go for it. And I'm going to use the Nightcrawlers, who they've been able to purge some of the Sinister out of some of them. Oh, no. The Chimera, the Nightcrawler Chimera. Yeah. And they're going to help me steal things. Hmm. So, so that's so we've been doing that. If like, I may, just yeah. really quick, like because the the chimeras were indicated in like Powers of Ten back yes. in the Hickman era. Yeah. Is this suggesting that because like I think Powers of Ten is like thousands of years in the future, or at least like hundreds of years? It changed. It, it it yes. It, it shifts. It shifts. It keeps but going. like chimeras existed, but I don't think everything was sinisterized. No. But are they suggesting that maybe as a result of the Nightcrawler's actions, eventually? we will reach the powers of 10 future where it's like there are chimeras and stuff, but humanity mutant kind kept going and sinister was left somewhere in the last interim of like hundreds of years. I think they're saying that sinister has always been working on chimera and this is probably the only way we're ever going to get to see them. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I was wondering if they were like like, tying it into like that. They're tying it into the idea that like, in all of those futures, a lot of same events happens. Oh, okay. You're you going to see I mean? shades of what you saw. Yeah, like a lot of same things ended up happening. Maybe there was like a divergent here. Yeah. And it's like... There's a this, phalanx they're sometimes. Like, yeah, a... they're like, no, Sinister was trying to make chimeras always. Yes, yes. And sometimes they worked and so, like sometimes he won and sometimes he didn't. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Right. Okay. I wasn't sure if like maybe they were... That was their hat trick where they're nope, like, no, well, I... this is Powers of Ten. Yeah, they're just... They're literally just exploring this. Very cool. This avenue. Oh, why right? not? And it's are, an age of Apocalypse And they are fully trying to explore it. Um, so you get to see all the different exploits of, of different characters. And whilst these huge bombastic battles are going on, um, this, oh, this is a great one. When um, Xavier goes to take down the Shi'ar, mm. he, uses, he has like all these brains and there's different brains from different mutants around him. And they just kind of come there. And like what he does is he gives them the idea that like everyone's out to get you. And so mm. like, he destroys the Shi'ar that way. Okay. I'm like, Oh, that's great. That's, a, that's unbelievable. And I love that they're like, no, Xavier obviously has to go destroy the Shi'ar. I'm like, yeah. 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 He is the greatest tie to them. Sure. Right? Yes, of course. Um, but while that's going on, a, a Nightcrawler will bamf in, grab a thing that they need from wherever this lo- like this battle is happening and bamf out. No one knows that it's happening because they're so focused on battle. Exactly. Right? There's a battle happening. <laughs> battles be happening yeah um we run into um banshee who obviously has the spirit of variance within him um he's checking in on the night crawlers and uh, mother righteous he notices that uh, uh summer night who's a cyclops night crawler okay um is being prepared for a ceremony and that ceremony will kill him mm. and he's like what's up with that and the one who is he a jellical mutant <laughs> Of course, um, because Jellicle mutants do Jellicle things and go to Jellicle <laughs> balls and Jellicle galas, and then they go into the Jellicle portal Moon. that kills them. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, it's it's actually sadder. 
that what's happening yeah he can't he's he can hear the voice of sinister it's like slowly creeping back in like it's it's been too long it's like yeah. whatever ha- like was they were able to pull out is now wearing down and his bond is clearly going back right yeah, like yeah, a borg yeah. um <laughs> but also he's like given up the fight of wanting to to be here because he ended up getting with the wolverine um nightcrawler and she got pregnant because even though they were all born like without the ability to bear children life found a way her regeneration over a hundred years uh, fixed that yeah and so they had a kid oh. and then it's real sad oh. because the baby is born and i guess whatever chimera magic happened it like opened its eyes and immediately its powers activated and it bamfed away didn't know how to use it oh and it's just it went someplace but it shouldn't be able to do that well i guess because of chimeras or whatever so it, and it, its mutant ability and shouldn't. it is like it is it is it is drawn in a horrifically sad thing where like she's holding it and then like she's just like one little cloud of it left and oh. i'm like but then mother Rice just took that rewrote basically what happened and turned that tragedy into like the focal point of their religion mm. so summer night and wolverine nightcrawler never were able to really get over it because they were faced with it every single day and yeah. as more nightcrawlers were brought into the fold they like worship this this baby basically yeah. yeah and so like he's like i'm done i'm good i'm nope mm-hmm. i'm at the end of my life i've ha- i can't i can't get past this cool okay and i was like damn yeah right so off he goes to the basically it's the barrier of sinister's lab and like domino who's like ancient at this point domino <laughs> nightcrawler yeah um is able to bamf them there okay like and so like they hit that and then they're like they just turn to bones basically mm. so you're like okay so nightcrawler wolverine is essentially wagnerine wagnerine actually that might be what her name is that's what they put in the thing yeah that's it thank you i'm like is that what her name is <laughs> wagnerine which i don't like that name no, that one's terrible. not so strong <laughs> No. Um, um, essentially is starting to question some things and talking to the spirit of Aaron's about this slash Bansy, Banshee mm-hmm. about what needs to be done and that like Mother Righteous has uh, like kind of gone down a different path and isn't paying attention to what the Nightcrawlers need anymore and and, and like is so focused on this relic relic I, like hunt yes um, but not really doing much mm-hmm. like she's kind of like what everyone's so blinded by this but nothing's happening. Right. Um, convinces uh, him to get involved and they inevitably like go for a plan that it was returned to earth to get something there. Okay. Earth has been like abandoned. <laughs> All of the quiet council went out and, um, you know, have are hitting the stars and, right. and, and conquering there. They're like, that, that place is so over. Right. So they just left it and mm-hmm. it is crumbling and horrible. And that was like when the brood and the annihilation wave showed up. Okay. And they, you know, destroyed it. And the question is, like, did they realize that that place was already over when they got there? Yeah. Like, or were they just so out of the loop they didn't know and they just showed up because they they were supposed to? Exactly. Right? So no one really knows what's going on on Earth any longer. Okay. So they get there and there's just mutants, like Chimera, running wild. They're all over the place. They're, like, gross and decaying and what have you. Awesome. Um, and what they go to get is the original Kurt, who's been, like, just, like evolving Remember okay. he had that weird disease where he like had horns and like oh yeah he just kept evolving okay um so they bring him back to fight mother righteous she takes him down she ends up actually killing him mm. and then it's just like turns her attention to wagnerine and is like right you're out of here like <laughs> spirit of aaron's like burn her kill her and sure. he's like i really don't want to do that and it gives her a moment enough that she's able to bamf away mm. so now okay now we're following her now she's like okay Art. enough is enough yeah because while she's having this discourse with 
um, Mother Righteous, she's got these like, you know, like Sinister has like a kiss. Yes. She's got these like ball thingies and the ball thingies have like the power from the relics that they've stolen ah. within them as she's like collecting them. So she's like, like wearing an Infinity Gauntlet. Kind of But for relics. But like for magic. Oh, by the way, we do see some of the magic characters like Brother Voodoo or Dr. Voodoo. Yeah. Um, Steven is there. Oh. Elsa Bloodstone. They're in Otherworld. They're, they try to survive for, they survive for, I think, 70 something years and okay. then eventually they get taken down. Yeah, all right. Um, I'm like, cool. Hey, they had a good run. <laughs> they had a good run. Yeah. Um, but um, she, one of her like ball thingies ends up touching Wagnerine mm-hmm. and she gets like a message from that and the message is her kid didn't die yeah mother righteous took the kid oh put it in a ball mm. and like it's one of the things she needed oh. and so she's like so you not only took my pain and you turned it into a religion right you stole that from me but what you actually stole was, was my, my little child. child yeah so I'm like cool yes I'm here for this yeah I love this this is like the first one just felt like they were playing. This one, I was like, oh, oh no, we're building. not playing. Like, yeah. Yes, I am. Sliceberg is doing such a good job. They have such a tight timeline on this. It's three issues, but the world feels really fleshed out. Yes. Um, and I think that's just a, a testament to each of these writers' ability to give you like one or two lines of dialogue. Mm. or and it tells you a whole narrative. story. Yeah, that tells you a whole story in conjunction with the panel that I you're seeing. It. So. Great work so far, and I, I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah. So good. And the reason I tell you so much about this book is because I feel like not enough people are reading it. Mm-hmm. Reading these books, they don't maybe know what it is, or they don't really have interest in it because it's like a far-flung future. It is such an interesting dive yeah. into what-ifs and honestly taking these character elements because you have Kurt, right, yeah. who has been known to be a, a fairly uh, – have, to have a religious background, right? Yeah. And then to see them, like – all these like chimera can't help but be drawn into this like cult. Yeah, they're, thing. it's like they're they're wired. For yeah, it. they can't help it. I'm like, this is so interesting. Mm-hmm. So, you guys got to check it out. Yeah, Sinisters uh, or Nightcrawlers, Nightcrawlers number, number two. two. Uh, Girk Pectus, what do you think of the Little Mermaid trailers? I can't stand these POS remakes of Disney classics. Melissa McCarthy sounds like she's phoning it in. I mean, that's Melissa McCarthy. She's phoning everything in. I honestly uh, didn't even know there was a. Yeah, I didn't see trailer a trailer. For it. I, I. It's for children. I wouldn't watch it. I, I never I, see trailers. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the. No, wait, we saw like one or one of the live action remakes. I we think. saw Mulan. Yeah, and I think that's it. That's it. I've never seen. I haven't watched any of the Jungle, the Jungle Book, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, we didn't see any of the live action I, ones because I, I've got cartoons. I don't care, and I I can live a life without having to watch things I know I'm going to hate. I am like listen, folk who do like them because I think some people do like it. I'm sure, they do. And I've no like you know that's awesome. Like yeah, I saw a scene the other day from the Lion King. Like it was you know the big scene when Simba confronts uh, Scar. Yeah. It's awful. You didn't like it? No, it was awful. Okay. It was just because because they look like real lions, right. so it's like really mundane. But like voiced by, I think Donald Glover plays Simba, and he's really phoning it in because he doesn't give a crap. Because he's like, I'm making Atlanta. I don't need to do this. I'm just doing this paycheck to pay for an entire season of Atlanta. And it's like, it, it's just real bad. It was just, I was just like, why would you make this? Like, okay. all it made me want to do is watch the cartoon. But also, like, I'm sure people love it. You know, I know people love Jungle Book. I think John Favreau made that one good for them i you think know, i think it's you know what as long like you know they're 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 fun stories and there's fun songs in them right and yeah so like it, it's interesting it's interesting to see them get a second life right you know uh, um yeah. because there's so much content out there I, I i guess it's you know i i have no idea how difficult it is to get 
eye like children's eyes on older stuff like that it's hard as so, i understand it i don't know like I, but like in terms of them making like remaking live action ones like i guess i miss just them making animated movies yeah and and i think that's just i like hand-drawn animation well they are i mean lion I, king there's nothing live in that movie i mean i'm so, talking but about you know what i mean i, hand-drawn I miss an, hand-drawn yeah. animation i think that's why i, I but not that not that like Studio Ghibli hasn't gone a little bit to the computer stuff as yes, well. Yes, like, like that weird one by his son. It's in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is something to be said about knowing that 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 love and that craft has been in there. And I yes. think that's just a connection to art for yeah. me. Not that the other, not that I'm not saying CG nah, is not, not art. art. It is art. Um, but that type of like, yeah, like hand to paper kind of thing. I would love to see Disney. Like I thought the Frog Princess was really fun and it i was. really enjoyed it and and i wish they would do more animated stuff yeah yeah i think they but don't i get it not if that's not if that's money. not what the audience is that's fine right so like i haven't seen it so i can't say anything about little mermaid no. I, I i don't really have a strong attachment to the i'm not gonna the watch cartoon it. either right exactly i don't care about it like either, admittedly that the woman who played ursula and that yeah, carol kane and yeah, she's great she's and, un- and dead believable so, you know. like, yeah, we're never going to get her so that's right i don't but other than that i don't, I don't really care I don't care john doubleton uh hey sound tiffany i recently read wonder woman paradise lost and loved it tied a lot into the imperix art and and i really wanted to know if y'all thought it was a recommend or not before i bought it i don't know i've never read it sorry i don't think i have either no it's from 2001 okay yeah no uh by phil jimenez uh and george perez but uh no i've i've, I've never read it I don't read. I haven't read a lot of Wonder Woman. Uh, Rise down one eleven uh, or eleven seventeen. The Happy name New sounds Year. familiar, though. Yeah, well, that makes sense for her. Just to, yeah, know. I guess you're right. Happy New Week, Sound Tiffany. What are some characters you used to dislike that you grew up uh, or that grew on you with age and time? The Flash. I don't. Know, you know, I used to not even regard him. Now I understand why. Um, you know, Booster Gold. I I just came to appreciate over time. Um, yeah, Superman is the biggest one for me. <laughs> but I was like, what a, what a loser. And I'm like, oh, I'm the loser. Yeah, to be honest with you, uh, speaking of Wonder Woman, I wasn't a big Wonder Woman fan. I, 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 you know, not for any particular reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think just because, obviously, like in the cartoon, I like Shayera better. Well, she's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, move out of the way. Let her do her thing. Yeah. Um, But, you know... Over time, I, I have grown to appreciate her stories when they're told well. Yes. Sure. Uh, Girk Pectus, uh, with the MC multiverse being such a big deal, any plans to cover Claymore's Captain Britain where he introduces Earth 16, 16 and the, all the multiverse ideas? No. Uh, Meta Knight. Hey, big fan of the show. Wanted to ask if the comic pop four were to get mutant powers, which one would you would fit you guys want? Uh, Ethan would have speed. Ben would have teleportation. Uh, I would just take like spider powers. And Tiffany, we have magic. Oh, you're deciding for me? No way. I want healing factor. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, th- th- that's not even really a power. That's just what I want. I no, want yeah. that. I would take a healing factor, too. That's awesome. Man. I like that a lot. I yeah. could be Wolverine. That's fine with me. <laughs> uh, Anarchic Arachnid. Uh, speaking of Mr. Glover, what's your take on the Hypno Hustler with him seemingly being the driving force? I hope it falls apart. Um, all right. Let's see what we got here. How about X-Men number 20 from Jerry Duggan and Stefano Caselli? Yeah, let's do it. Right? I know you read that too. So no, gonna... I didn't read it. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, I thought you did. No. Oh. Did you? Yeah, of course I did. All right, good. You know I did. We have it in physical because somehow oh. this one's been showing up. This one, yeah, this one, ma- yeah, Marvel, Marvel mails it consistently to us for some reason. You show it there. That's We're also subscribed to a bunch of other books, but like Marvel. But that one less. doesn't. That one doesn't show up. 
Um, yeah, man, this this is like, hey, the brood are like losing their minds. What's up with that? Where is Brew? Yeah, where's Brew? He was Isn't supposed to take s- over. I thought that was the whole thing. He ate he, the egg. He's on like he's on a racco, like having what? like vacation time. Why? So Magic and Gene go like, hey. What are you doing? What, man? What's going on? Right. And it's yeah. like, what's going on? He's like, nothing. They're like, the brood are like rampaging. He's like, that's not possible. And they're like, <laughs> there's like four or five sleeping brood near him protecting him. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, watch. And he makes them get up and then they do the thriller dance. And like, Magic's Delight is. I, yeah, I adore it. It's awesome. She looks like she turned into a cat. Yeah, she is just thrilled with them doing thriller. That's dance. fair. Yeah. I mean, I would be too, let's be honest. Mm hmm. And also be like, that's they're gross. Yes. Please leave. Yeah, I hate them. Um, but he, you know, Bruce seems tired. He seems, you know, just kind of overworked a bit. And Jean's like, So you're you're good? He's like, Yeah. And she's like, How you been sleeping? He's like, Meh, not great. Mm. She's like, huh, all right. Let me in. Let me into your mind. Okay. And he's like, I don't want no. Why? Well, because he just he's like, that's that's rude. Like he's like <laughs> very much just like no, she's like, it really wasn't a question. I'm going in anyway. Yeah. So while that's going on, don't forget the rest of the X team, which mm-hmm. is Sink and Firestar and, and Iceman and Talon. Yep. And uh, well, Cyclops are elsewhere trying to help as many people as possible who are being attacked by the brood, right? So they, yeah. they found this um, um, like uh, meteor okay. of some sort. Um or planetoid it's a planetoid ah. um that kind of had been forgotten by everyone it's mm-hmm. just kind of there it became called refugee rock the the nova Corps doesn't show up there like no one comes to help these people um they're being attacked by the brood they're trying to get them all onto the ship that they basically stole okay and um they're fighting all the brood back Iceman's like i'll take care of it from here don't worry like you guys go ahead they can't get me because right. my body's ice they can't like implant me with an egg or anything okay. so like, right. i'm i'm cool literally Cor- corsair is in the like medical bay of this ship yeah they mentioned that cyclops is has angrier than he's been in a long while i'm like oh interesting this is a moment for if we want to see old cyclops again maybe we'll, we'll see that <laughs> i don't yeah um but we'll see um cyclops hops into the seat of the ship ready to go Iceman um makes everyone go inside he's like i'll build a wall you're good get out of here everybody they all go inside he makes this huge ice wall and uh talon like shouts out the closing doors like we'll come back for you <laughs> and then he's like no we're good and she looks down and it's like tiny ice man oh he's, he's little okay he's just, he's just a tiny ice guy <laughs> all right he's like don't worry like when it gets more humid i'll grow <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh okay cool um so on the ship everyone's like you know they're like this is what we do we we didn't save everyone but we saved as many people as we could yeah and it's all we could hope for you know like that's okay. that's the best that we can do as x-men <laughs> don't forget forge and um monet are yes. in the head of a celeste of, of nowhere yes um the nowhere bar i always want to call it a bar but it's not really right. um nowhere which was sucked through a black hole they wanted to know what happened with mm-hmm, that so mm-hmm. they had a gate there through shenanigans yep and went there they found their dead bodies, mm-hmm. but then they fixed it. They're cool. Okay. Then we get like, it's, it's funny. Cause it's like a, it's so not important. They yeah. just, it's like, Ooh, scary. Um, but, um, there's like a one-off line that like Monet is like, you know, and like you, you got us back on our bodies after the second try or correct uh. bodies. So I'm like, Oh, you know what that means? Fortress in Monet's body, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm guessing they didn't want to do that trope, but we want to hint that that is what happened indeed. Right. All right um they they need to get back unfortunately there there is you know it's not easy to do that so what they're going to do is they're going to create a small black hole and like bring the 
like nowhere back with them. Okay. Seemingly. Um, in Brew's mind, Jean Grey sees like, okay, everything looks pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Like Brew's, like we see Brew when he was, you know, at the Jean Grey school. We, yeah. we see Brew taking over. We see Brew utilizing the brood as with a, like being their conscience. Yes. So like since the brood basically go with every, like each of his whims what he does is he tries to find people who deserve this mm. deserve this um so like they find a ship and there's like slavers on it and so he has them only attack them okay so the brood feed on them right and everyone else gets to go free all right cool and i'm like okay that's you yeah, know that's what pretty harsh but there's, I get some, it. there's something interesting <laughs> there that they could like that's they like, could a, do that. like with yeah. brew like that's interesting like that is better off with the brood mm-hmm. right like cyclops at the beginning has a moment where he is cyclops like he's old school cyclops where he's just like we're not the avengers right we should have taken care of the brood a long time ago like taken care of yeah like they should be annihilated yeah he has a line about the avengers that i know was like taken out of context on the internet where it's something like you know, we the don't, Avengers don't wait for bodies to start dropping before they get involved. Like, we're not the Avengers. We don't start waiting. We yeah, don't wait we, for people to the die. Avengers, we're, the X-Men aren't the Avengers. We don't wait for bodies to drop to suit up. Letting the brood exist is an antithetical to the way of life in the galaxy. Uh, how are we supposed to let this go on? Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's angry. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad just almost died. Cyclops. Right. Jean's poking around in there, right? She's like, okay, so, like, everything seems cool. And then all of a sudden, she, like, she is just surrounded by a bunch of haws oh which i was like and then the joker showed up right right yeah all right it's actually it's a pretty fun looking it panel is yeah it literally it. does look like the joker is here right yeah and it's nightmare oh okay remember that issue that halloween issue no when nightmare when they're in the treehouse in new york and nightmare was like attacking everyone and she went after him mm. and she like made a fool of nightmare and sent him away i guess i don't really remember that, that. happened <laughs> well nightmare's like screw you gene right you don't do that to me okay i cool. sat i've been sitting there sitting like for a while trying to figure out how best to to get you because there's all kinds of ways i could get you okay right like i, I had a whole lot of thoughts like was it going to be you know you know your family or no. Phoenix or oh was like uh he's like he's like was I gonna use Polaris to crash planets into one another or <laughs> like you know what I mean he does all this ideas right yeah and he's like no this is how I'm gonna do it everyone's gonna think the X Men failed the universe oh okay ha 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 so like what a jerk on the ship that the rest of the X Men have the survivors some of them have been infected by something. Oh, and so those people are going to go places and then have a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that's not at all what the Internet's talking about now, is it? Not the fact that Nightmare has come back and is like, screw you, Jean Grey. That sounds awesome. I'm like, that's that's so interesting that Nightmare is like, well, I'm not going to deal with Doctor Strange or his wife. No, they're scary. They're scary and they'll beat me. I don't want to do it. And I should have been the villain in Multiverse Men. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to beat up her. Yeah, she definitely destroyed me. Right. Um. Back on Krakoa, um, Jean puts out a ping. No, she doesn't. Um, oh, no, yeah. No, they, they're trying to prevent access to the gates of for, like, anyone who might have been infected because the brood are coming through as well. Right, 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 right. Because brew is under control of Nightmare. So yes. He's using it, so the brood are attacking. So she's like, you can't let the brood have access to the gates, mm-hmm. right? Sage is like, all right, cool. I'll let the council know. Don't worry about it. Like, I got this. I'll like Emma's in the like in the middle of a sparring session with Kitty. Okay. 
Um, she, you know, she's getting her butt kicked. She's having a psychic conversation. Kitty's like, yo, are we doing this or what? Um, and that's when Sage is like, wait a minute. There's been like a random like access of the gate by a mutant who's never been to Krakoa yeah. and their husband. <laughs> What's going on? Right. And then from behind her cartwheels in typhoid Mary, who's just like, Hey, I'm here. Cool. Whatever. Creepy dialogue. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's when we reveal the husband and it's the kingpin. Well, yeah. No, I didn't see this on the internet at all. You didn't? Nobody's talking about it. Oh. It's a terrible book. Nobody I cares. saw a couple of articles about really? it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because this is referenced. Jerry Duggan's been working on this one. Yeah. Guys. But no one who was writing uh, Captain Marvel has been uh, clued in because apparently there is no there's no cohesion between Captain Marvel and this book. No, there and there really isn't. They just said the broods elsewhere doing things. Oh, okay. That's, That's it. Fine. Like they're just like in in this it literally says like hey if you want to do know what the brood's doing elsewhere in the universe go check out Captain Marvel no oh, fine like, that's that's it this isn't like an event they're right. just like the brood the brooder here and there's like Use a lot them. of them so right. it's totally cool if a couple of characters are dealing with the brood in a couple of books yeah dig it so don't forget um in Marauders twenty two written by Jerry Duggan um Lord Chantel we get a little she comes back we get a little background on her and how she had been like in an abusive relationship with Shaw. And so Emma got her out. Yeah. And how did she hide her and get her out? They faked her death via a, I remember that. a sentinel attack. Yeah. And then she hid her by asking the Kingpin who she'd been working with yeah. doing some things. Um, and so she extended her contract with him so that he would give her a new um, second chance at life. Essentially. Yes. Right. And, and like, you know, making her go away. Um, then I believe in devil's reign, X-Men, I think we get more into it there. I didn't actually read that, so I don't really know. Yeah. But I do know that she helped him, uh, you know, alter some things, alter some folks' minds yes. on some items. Um, so clearly there is a bit of a connection here yes. to Fisk, Krakoa, and Emma. I appreciate this because it's not just out of the blue. No. It might be for some folk who maybe weren't reading the other books. Right. But Doug has been working on this seemingly yeah. for a bit. Like, hey, I, you know what? I'm going to bring Wilson Fist to Krakoa. Why not? Why not? Why not? He has nothing to do in Daredevil. So let's do this. Yeah. And it, cool. it creates kind of a political nightmare for, for Emma. Yeah. Which I kind of love because mm -hmm. Britain correctly, hopefully she comes at the other side getting to be awesome mm -hmm. because like putting a character like that into a corner and making them feel like they have no way out makes them have to be more creative of in course. the way in which they solve their problems. So yeah. fingers crossed that this ends up well. I really like this issue a lot. Yeah. Emma has a great reaction to that. It's just <laughs> it's just a bleeped out my life. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Alex Tavares says, uh, I've been reading the Snagglepuss comic. Wasn't expecting such insightful takes on the human condition. Are there any books that surprised you like that? Um, there's so many books that are like, oh, like I didn't know this was gonna be any good uh rorschach was one of those books where i knew it was like deliberately meant to be good but like i didn't know that it could be like that i've heard things about that book in particular because it, it strikes you as something that's like silly and like you like, know like why? okay who cares right but you know then it turns out to have a lot of depth yeah more depth than you'd imagine exactly um monster mayhem 844 hi how you been good how are you since the new tmnt is coming out will you do tmnt on back issues specifically tmnt urban legends no uh, we might do more of the IDW series, but not the Urban Legends. Um, yeah, I have a couple of um, TMNT books that we could do. I do have a TMNT book that I'm that I would like to do, but it will not be Urban Legends, mm -hmm. and it may not even be 
the IDW one. Mm. Uh, Cat Lawyer will defend for treats. Uh, can I just say how much I appreciate Comic Pop promoting healthy media consumption? Many love to capitalize on hate consuming. Take my Canadian money. We'll oh, do. Thank, thank you very you. much. Uh, yeah, no, you know, just just read what you like, watch what you want. Yeah, and it's okay. Here's the thing: read what you like, try new things. Yeah, but that you don't have to stick with them. It's no, exactly. Okay to, like try an issue and go. You know what? Like, it's not for me. As far as I'm concerned, that sucks. And you know what? That's all that it matters. Like, I look at you go, that sucks. And I'm well, like, you, it's not for because me. Because that's my reaction. My reaction <laughs> to things that I don't like is usually going to go like, is going to be an honest. That's I appreciate that, though. I like that about you. Right. It's, it's honesty. You. But I'm not going to like tell everyone else it sucks or tell everyone that it should suck. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. of course. Uh, Grumpy Goat. Uh, says uh, picked <laughs> up the first trade of the world's finest by Wade Mora in hardcover. Nice. New logo's dope, and the art under the j- dust jacket is a welcome surprise. I've been very critical of that logo, but I do appreciate it. I think it's a neat idea. I'm glad they're trying something, and uh, I also love that series. If you haven't already checked out World's Finest, you should. It's great. I'd love to see the art on that hardcover. Me too. Okay, Doctor Bright, love you guys. Love you Thank too. Thank you Dr. so much. Bright. Thank you very much. Uh, Charzy just got out of work, so I'm late to the stream. That's okay. You can catch up the repeat. So sending tons of love and support to my favorite YouTube people. Well, thank you very much, Charzy. Oh, Compop makes my days better always. Aww. Thanks a lot. That was really sweet. Thank nice you. Nice to have you here. Thanks a lot. Denial, no joke. The second I saw the laughter, I knew it was him and laughed along with him because it's not what I was expecting. Right. Yeah, who'd expect? I honestly didn't even think back to that, but then as soon as like I turned the page, me, I was like, like oh, oh my God, that one issue? One issue. Yeah. And he's like, so smart. Nightmare doesn't forget. Yeah. I'm like, I figured that was it. They were just doing it for Halloween. Yeah. And Devin's like, no. No. But also Kingpin. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jay Sage, hardly to get to catch these live. Great to see you guys. Uh, loving the new Super Family rollout. Hoping to see more Super Books and Shazam on back issues. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. I mean, I'd like to do more Super Books. I got a whole list. It's just forever. Um, so, yeah, uh, we also, I read Batman 133 from Chip Zdarsky and Mike Hawkthorn. I also um, read it. Oh, no way. Well, I haven't been in this world in a minute. So no, I thought it's true. I would try to see what would happen if I tried to dive back in. And thanks to like your occasional, like, blurbs Catch about up what's, on what's going, going on. on i was like i was able to piece it together yeah batman's trying to take back gotham but another one from the multiverse that he's trapped in thanks to the toy man and uh so he's been like trying to make a go of it and in this particular case like finally i'll be batman all mm-hmm. right i'll do it and um got a crazy suit yeah he's a just suit made of garbage yeah that's literally it looks like that but we already did the zero so it's not gonna be made of literal garbage no. it's a bunch of stuff he found <laughs> that he needs to make into batman and it's fun you know and he's like it's all he's like it's fat it's you know legend spreading fast i'm doing my thing and i'm teaming up slash fighting old rogues you know i'm teaming up with a selena that i recognize and i'm in love with but also can't like worry about right now and uh, you know, we're dealing with Red Mask, a new character who's probably alternate reality Bruce Wayne. Uh, he digs up his own corpse to find out how the Bruce Wayne of the reality he's in died, and it's like not that Bruce Wayne, or he's got traces of multi- like multiverse yes, energy. So he doesn't know. He's he doesn't not know, sure because he gets interrupted before he can kind of. Yeah, because he bumps into that multiverse. Uh, no, they they get a. Uh... He runs into Alfred. Alfred, like no, when he's doing the tests. Oh yeah, all the, the tests. The, uh, yes, the multiverse, uh, the energy tests on the and on the... Uh, Dent shows up. Yes, so he doesn't get a chance to really finish mm-hmm. his. No, but he does beat the crap out of Dent and does a whole Batman thing, and it's really fun. Uh, yeah, that was very uh, Dark Knight. Yes, yes, it was. It was like, well, I've beaten him, but that's not for him. This is for this is for everyone's watching. Yeah, got to see how brutal and badass I am. They got to be afraid of me. It's like, yeah, works out great. It's just a fun uh, story. That's kind of it. I don't remember if there's any like major. No, we like, we go like, hey, just, there's no Arkham Asylum. Oh, that's right. There's an asylum. There's like a city the under Arkham Cave. I was like, that's. It's not a great name. It's not a great name, and it's not a great cliffhanger. But whatever. It was just like we ran out of pages. Well, what I like about it is it it um 
I think what Zdarsky is doing with that is because he spends a lot of time in the book mentioning like Batman's like, you know, it, it's everything feels similar, but a little different, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like this will be completely different. Right. He's not going to know this. No, he's not going to know the Arkham case because it's not Arkham. It's something entirely new. Exactly. So I'm like, that's kind of interesting. You're, you're going to take him yet again and put him into like a, a fish out of water. Yes. Now. Yes. So I'm like, that's, just, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And the, I, I thought the Alfred sequence was great. It was great. It wasn't too much. It was just no, a bit, it was just enough. Just, just enough, enough to make you kind of want more. Um, I know a lot of people are like, this is how they're going to bring back Alfred. And I'm like, they did that too. Like, this is the third time they've like teased that. that I will this, this 100% Alfred's admit come back. that I had the same thought folks. So mm-hmm. like, just because Sal acts like it's not going to happen. I was right there with you. I was like, well, why not? This guy seems cool. I don't want this. He's got Alfred. a shotgun. Yeah, no, the, he's, uh, he's close enough. That's no. almost an elephant gun. Yeah, I want if he real says Alfred. that he killed a predator or shot one. I'm listen. I don't yeah, care. Blunderbuss. No, I want real. <laughs> I want real Alfred. That's I, I want like that Alfred, not like alternate reality. I got to catch up. I don't know this Bruce. I don't know this Batman. Like, I mean, it could be that that's the way you're going to do it because it's so different. You know, we're like, no, like we've done every Alfred story ever. And I was literally just reading an article from like 30 years ago that with Alan Grant, uh, not the doctor from Jurassic Park, but rather the writer who's on past, who's talking about how important it is to have Alfred and how it's like, if you remove Alfred, you've broken Batman. Like literally it was just, he, he just out of nowhere. There's wow. no reason for him to talk about it. And he's like, if you take Alfred out of the equation, you've ruined Batman. He is the only place he he is the Batcave. Like he's the only thing that Bruce Wayne that knows Bruce Wayne and Batman inside and out. And and he's the only person that Batman can ever really go to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so effing true. And yes, Batman has been missing just like how they've removed all of Spider-Man's supporting cast from his life. Uh, and instead just give you these cardboard cutout versions of them that say things and do stuff, but they don't matter. Like it, it, removing Alfred was the biggest mistake they made. And now we're just kind of like living in it. Anyway, uh, it's a good book. I think it's good. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of greatest hits. Like, I feel like lately, like Zdarsky's entire run on Batman has been, hey, remember that? But not like in the Jed McKay way where he's like, (laughs) hey, remember that? Derp. I know. I no. Like, it's I not, remember this. It's not. Do you remember? No. I remember this, like, and you probably don't. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Did you read these books back then? I bet you didn't. And it's like I did. Oh, well then, you're not gonna be surprised. Well then, okay. At least you can enjoy this. Right. Well, well then, you probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is very much like let me do this, but that. It's like let me do Tower of Babel, but this. Let me do this, but that. And it's like okay, you know what? That's fine. Mm. And uh, and I, I'm involved. I'm enjoying it. And Hawthorne's art's pretty good. I don't like him on Daredevil, but I do like him on this. See, this is one of those is where I, this isn't my favorite art, but no. I recognize the skill. Same. I'm not a fan of the color palette they chose. No, it's a little bright it for is. the tone of the book it's too and bright. for the art. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's not it's not bad coloring. Nope. It's not bad coloring at all. I just was Doesn't like, oh, it was it just threw me off a little bit. Yeah, no, it was. And I had the exact same problem when Chichetto will be replaced by Hawthorne on Daredevil Mm-mm. where I'm like, damn it. OK. And uh, but now it's consistently Hawthorne throughout. So sure. it's less jarring, mm-hmm. but don't think we didn't notice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I do like that book and I think it's worth checking out. Awesome. Uh, let's check it in. Let's uh, do some recommendations for books that are coming out this I week love that. that we think you should check out. Uh, Gold Goblin number five. I think this is it. Uh, this is the end of the Gold Goblin. Uh, Chris Cantwell, uh, Lan Medina. This is a fine series. It was a good insight into Norman Osborn, a thing we never asked for and we should never have. But since we do have it, uh, if and I'm not reading Spider-Man, it's not bad. Uh, I heard about this only because I saw like a random ad for it in a book from last week, and it's Superman Lost from Christopher Priest and Parlo Pagualian. I'm going to read this. I don't know what it is, but it's a 10-issue mini. 10 issues? Yeah. That's like unheard of i lately. know it's weird 
but I'm going to check out this series. I, I, I might not read it all, but like I'll read the first issue at least. Check it out. Okay. Uh, Danger Street number four, Tom King, Jorge Fornes. Uh, I found it's a fun cover. It, it, the covers are fantastic. The art is phenomenal. The implications me? are spectacular. And I couldn't care less about what's happening in this book. So I have to go back and reread it. If you check out an interview with myself and Tom King from tomorrow, we will talk about Danger Street. I will admit that I'm not a big fan and I will admit that I have to reread it. And I'm going to go back and, and hopefully we with the benefit of an additional couple of issues, I'll feel a little bit differently about it. It's, it's typically the things with, with, with books that I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Wildcast number five comes out. It's an awful series. Don't bother. And um, <laughs> what? I've been, on this, I've been on board. I'm done. And, and, and there's a number of reasons why. The first of which is the lettering is really weird. They, for no reason, the lettering is inconsistent for this series versus every other series. And I'm like, what are you doing? Okay, okay. Um, also, I don't care. Like, don't give me Wildcats and then go like, but it's this. Like, you, you like wildcats so much do wildcats don't I like, do your, I like you saying but it's this but it's this it's something else it's not wild it's wildcats like i remember wildcats then i'm going to show you how much i remember them by doing something like inventing new characters and calling them those and putting sure. those skins on them right 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 it's just like oh that's not you've really this is ugh. is it uh yeah and what's frustrating is like it's not a bad book and okay. if it were not called wildcats it'd be better all right. All right. That's fair. What about you, Tiffany? So, yeah. What do I got going on here? I want to uh, say Wolverine number 31 is coming out, written by Ben Percy with Juan Jose Rip. It's Beast and Wolverine, guys. Yay. It's the Beast Wolverine War. Yeah. Like, <laughs> are we calling it that? Uh, I love this Beast trend. Wars. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Immoral X Men number two is coming out. This is the Kieran Gillen book, also with art by Andrea Devito. I love this. Mm-hmm. I bet they'll the, all. Okay, so who's gonna be the? Okay, I don't want to know. We'll draw the next one. Well, no, it'll be all three of them. Will be Andrea Devito. Yes. Then it'll be who, who's drawing the next three. Yeah. I don't want to know. I'm excited. I just want to find out. Oh. I just want to find out. I'm super excited. I love it's so smart. I love this. Yeah. God. I love mm-hmm. this. Anyway, um, this would be part six yes. of Sins of Sinister. Um, so good. Yep. So good. Um, I'm going to give this another shot. I didn't really vibe with this book because I thought it was going to be more of a team book than it ended up being. It just turns out it wanted to be a bishop book, which I have no problem with it being right, a, bishop book. a bishop book. Just make it a bishop book. Just send me a bishop. Bishop War College number two uh, is coming out, written by Jay uh, Holtham with art by uh, Sean Damian Hill. Again, I thought this was going to be a team book, and maybe it will end up being one. But by that, like near the end, I was like, clearly this is a bishop book, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Just peg just, it as just a what? Just make it a bishop book. Then exactly. that's totally okay. No problem with that. Um, Hellcat's getting her own book. Oh, from Chris Cantwell with art by Alex Linz. Oh, nice. So I'll also read this because <laughs> this is coming out of the Iron Man book that Cantwell was writing. Right, so. and that cover is like kind of fun yeah it has like an old school vibe sure does to it for sure um kind of interesting yeah uh harrow number two is coming out this is a horror indie book that i read uh last month when it came out uh written by justin jordan or maybe it wasn't even last month i don't know art by brahm revel super fun super Mm -hmm. fun sort of slashery book yes like small town vibes very much love it uh, I don't know if I'm going to jump back into this series. I liked the excellent, um, but or excellent, 
No, it's the, you said it right. It's the excellent. Well, no, but I think it was called something else. Oh, before. it's called excellent number one, maybe. Yes, yeah, so this is the excellent. So if you're looking for more of that, Peter Milligan is back at it. The excellent with art by Mike Allred, tongue in cheek, sarcastic, cheeky, sarcastic X title. It is a lot of fun. I will admit that. But you trust me, like it is a smarter book than I am. Yeah. And and yeah, <laughs> I'm not I have no shame in saying that Peter Milligan is a smart guy. He is a smart guy. Who, like, like talk about a book that like seems like it's like cartoony and kitschy on the surface. But then, you know, turns out there's a lot more depth to it. That is 100 percent. Peter Milligan's works. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, So that's what I got. Yeah. That's what I got. Oh, and you have a book that you're just going to check out. Later. Yeah, that's just for me. I, I didn't know what this was. I just wanted to see what it like. What was it, what it was about. I Neat. just like the title of it. So yeah, it's a good. Cool. It's a very uh, striking title. graphic. Right. <laughs> so listen, we want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Thank you to our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's show. So subscribe to the channel, like the video, and uh, check out the interview with myself and Tom King tomorrow on Tuesday. I'm very excited. Oh, we had another Super Chat. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm very excited. Josh Williamson is returning to the program to do uh, another episode of All Stars. That's our exclusive show with myself and he. Uh, so that'll be out probably the, the end of the week. We'll see. Oh, sorry. I thought um, you were reading that. RK like- says, hey, guys. got a l- Glad to watch you guys live. I think DC needs to figure out a consistent style for john and con because with some of the solicits on friday it takes me some time to figure out who is who yeah i agree with that i think that's the issue where tiffany and i have pointed that out on, on numerous occasions the fact that some of these folks are not used to drawing children and some folk really like are good at it and some folk aren't and he's not even that much of a child he's not, but, but they like, are younger so they're younger and they don't know how what that means like or they at least they don't know how to like go well, what, what, what the hell? I'm, uh, you know, they're all like 20 something, aren't they? Like everyone looks the same. And it's like, well, I know how to draw like a child or, or at least like a small man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's 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 weird. Absolutely. But uh, Josh Williamson's coming back to do all stars. That's exciting. Um, and uh, Chris from Comic Trope is going to come back uh, to Elseworlds Exchange. We're going to chat and that'll That's be cool. coming out probably on Friday. OK, so uh, lots to lots to keep an eye out for here on Comic Pop Returns. And of course, don't forget to check out Comic Pop on YouTube to check out back issues and watch Tiffany on Twitch.tv slash Comic Pop or at YouTube.com slash Comic Pop Plays. And we'll see you guys next time with a little new episode. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye.